pro wrestling fans. Welcome to this week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring. It's the podcast where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. celebrated. I am Matt Marbury, and with me at the table is Adam Tollefson. How's it going, bud? How long do you want me to wash your balls for? <laughs> I'm washing your balls for 30 minutes. <laughs> to the moon. Mr. Grimes, the butler. I love, I'm loving it. <laughs> I was wondering how they were going to do this. Like the baby face, the lovable Cameron Grimes. He's got to be the servant. And it's just like he's so annoying that he's pissing off. Yeah. Eli Drake. And it's just, just all backfiring on L.A. night. <laughs> L.A. night. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. All right. Well, as we sit down at the table to record, it is August 4th, 2021. And on this day in pro wrestling history. Oh, man. We are scraping the proverbial bottom of the barrel here. There was like. On P Insider, almost no news for today. Again, huh? Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's just summer months or what is going on, but it was like you just just prepare yourself for a lot of uh, this guy beat this guy for this title. Sergeant Slaughter <laughs> stubbed his toe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nineteen sixty six. Fritz von Erich defeats Johnny Valentine in Fort Worth, Texas to win the NWA American Heavyweight title for the second time. All right. 1983, Tatsumi Fujinami defeats Ricky Choshu via countout to win the WWF International Heavyweight title in Tokyo, Japan at Sumo Hall. That was a, a title that they you know, eventually just defunct. I don't think that exists. Well, I know it doesn't exist anymore, but I don't know when it happened. Yeah. 1984. <laughs> Super medics one and three defeated invaders one and three in San Juan, Puerto Rico for the WWC world tag team title. Simpler times. So we know invader one is a murderer. Oh yeah. He's got to right. kill Brody. Yeah. Uh, but what's funny is super medics one and three is Jose Estrada, which you don't know. Mm-mm. And Jose Estrada jr. So it's a oh, father son tag team, which nice. I thought was kind of neat. It was like a tag team with, with numbers. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Pitbull one and two. Yeah. Um, Usually it doesn't get past three. No, three is that's Pushing rarefied air. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 1989, Cactus Jack and Scott Braddock defeat Jeff Jarrett and Matt Bourne for the World Class Wrestling Association World Tag Team Championships in Dallas, Texas. The belts would soon become the USWA World Tag Team Championship uh, after the uh, World Class goes under. So I've been listening to some of Jeff Jarrett on the, the Conrad one or whatever. How do you, how do you like it? I like it. Some episodes I like a lot more than others. Oh, yeah, definitely. They did like four in a row about like the brainchild of TNA wrestling. A little much. A little much. Some of that was very, some of that was good. And then the last one, they like did a watch along. Like I'm, I'm out on watch alongs. Me too. Is that how you feel as well? Yeah. If you want to do that stuff for like a Patreon, go for it. Right. Don't make it your uh, core. Yeah. Subscriber daily. Now the one that downloaded today was like an Ask Jeff Anything, and I have not gotten to that yet. It's pretty good, is it? Yeah, I, dude, his first one, I was like, man, I am loving Jeff Jarrett right now. It, it, what reminded me of it was the the 
what you just said uh, with Matt Bourne, because mm-hmm. the question was, if I have never seen a Jeff Jarrett match, what match would you recommend I watch? And, and it was versus Doink? He goes, versus Doink 1994. And then... That was his first feud in the WWF. <laughs> well, all of a sudden, it's just like dead silent. And then you, just, <laughs> then you hear Jeff Jarrett go, I'm just kidding. Conrad's like, man, I was going to go back and watch it because you had a serious face right there. And he's like, no, uh, probably Shawn Michaels... Uh, in your house too. <laughs> Fant- oh, that's the one where he won the IC title. All right. Um, we're Matt. 1990. Lance Idol and Rick Valentine defeat Super Medics 1 and 3. Yeah, they're back. <laughs> and Caguas, Puerto Rico. <laughs> Caguas, Puerto Rico. <laughs> to win the WWC World Tag Team title. 1997. I want to see if you remember this. Is that printer finally deciding to do something over there? It says printing. <laughs> I was like, when did you get a cat? <laughs> oh, my run sheet didn't print. Is that is that sheet one? I only wanted page one. Yep, I need that. Boom. <laughs> I'm going to need that in about eight seconds. We're live, pal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 1990. No, 1997. You wanted to see if I could remember it. Or On a live nitro from the palace in Auburn Hills, Lex Luger defeated Hulk Hogan for the WCW heavyweight title. Do you remember that? This is 97. Yeah. No, I don't. This will be the exact same day as our Retro Raw review this week. Interesting. I had to go back and watch it because I was like, oh, there had to be a bunch of fuckery, right? No. Well, there was, there but was. it was all against Luger. Like, all of the NWO, like, starts getting in the ring, and, like, Luger's taking out Macho Man, and he's big booting Scott Hall, and he's ends up putting fucking Hogan up in the torture rack and gets Hogan to submit, and he oh, wins shit. the title, and all the baby faces. It's like... It's Wait, like, do they all lift him up? Yes. Okay. It's like I, WrestleMania I, 10. I do remember that, but I never... Yeah, I discussed it. I didn't know when... It, that couldn't have lasted long. No. It, it <laughs> I, bet you, have. I bet you Luger drops out like the next week. Do you think I'm going to be referencing that storyline next week on the retro or on the, uh, on this day? I don't know. I was like, dude, I don't, I don't remember that. I remember Lex Luger getting a nacho cheese cup thrown at him. Hell yeah. 2003. This is the last one. Eric Bischoff defeated Shane McMahon in a no holds barred match on raw. Thanks to, to some assistance from a shackled cane that Eric had freed from a police van earlier in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't either. I guess there's a whole storyline of, uh, you know, McMahon, Shane McMahon has like Kane arrested and he's a fucking monster and all this and that. And, but at a certain point, like they go and check the van. He's not there. Kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. I love that dun, shit. Dun, dun. <laughs> Birthdays. Ooh, I'll, I'm going to get one this week. The Man of a Thousand Holds, Dean Malenko. 60. 61. Ah! Frankie Kazarian. 41. 44. Damn. Uh, let's see if you know this one. Suicide, a masked wrestler from TNA. I know it's, I, he always was like different dudes, I thought, maybe, but I know, I know he... Yeah, Let me just like. say, you're right on that. He was different dudes, but primarily he was one dude. Okay. Uh, shit, man. I'll, I'll say 43. This whole thing was made to, to have, do you look foolish? 
Suicide is actually Frankie Kazarian under a hood. Uh, also 44. Damn it. I was going to say, was he Christopher Daniels? Maybe at one point. Oh, you were close. He probably was at one point. <laughs> it's now time for the Retro Raw Review. To be fair, I've never seen Suicide, so you got one up on me there anyways. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> I, I'm actually, I like that. I know that now that that's who it was. I always wondered. Yeah. Oh shit! It's fucking suicide. Look at that guy. Uh, the retro raw review comes to us from the Stabler Arena in Bethlehem, PA. Uh, did you watch the SummerSlam, the no. 1997 SummerSlam? Well, I mean, I have, but it's okay, not, not, not recently. So that was um, that was the night before. I did watch it. I didn't watch everything, but I definitely. They started out with Mankind, Triple H in a cage. Oh, that's fun. And that was fun. Um, it was it was the, uh, like, Mick could have won the match. Like, he was actually scaling down the wall. Uh-huh. And then he, like, looked back in the ring and he climbs to the top and then undoes his his uh, shirt or whatever. So he's like, it was a super fly moment, even, like, through the hand signal. Oh, up and okay. Everything. It was his uh, super fly Don Morocco moment. And he did, and it didn't fuck him. He got the elbow off the top. Oh, shit. Technically, he was one bar down. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. Hey, um, it was it was awesome, and then I was like, "Oh, that's gonna that's gonna fuck him over." No, he lands that elbow, and the match goes on for another few minutes, and he does win via escape. Um, you said mankind, right? Yeah. Okay. What? I think you might have said Triple H at the beginning of that. Well, Triple H is his opponent. Well, I understand. But I, I think you said Triple H. Oh, did the was about to yeah no climbed out. It was mankind. Mankind. Gotcha. Um, they did that million dollar. Ch- segment million dollar challenge oh, yeah, or whatever away the clues <laughs> so the two guys that they'd call well, the guy and the kid that they'd called on like the previous raw or whatever yes. they were there okay and they had this big like wwf new generation board do you remember this at all because mm-hmm. i don't think i actually saw SummerSlam 97 live like i think it was one of those we had to rent you know after the fact or something like that okay but, they had this big, like, new generation logo, and it was all, you know, the yellow W is made of all these little tags. And there's a hundred of them. Okay. And they have, like, their their legit guy from, like, the gaming commission or whatever, and he's going to oversee this whole thing. And these two guys get to pick a, a, a key or whatever, and if it unlocks the casket containing a million dollars, they win the million dollars. Okay. But in the meantime, they have Sable and Sonny up there as, like, eye candy, and Todd Pettengill is going to call random fans that sent in all four of those code words. Mm-hmm. And if they answer, uh, one of them is going to be represented by Sonny. Like, they're going to say a number, and she's going to take that key, you know, on their behalf. Oh, so the Collins get, get yes. the shot, too? Okay. And boy, do these Collins go fucking horribly <laughs> wrong. Like, the first guy answers, and um, they're like, hey, Mark. You watching SummerSlam? He's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know they don't want that answer. Right. And uh, he does kind of, he kind of uh, uh, redeems himself. He's like, my cable company, my cable provider doesn't have it or something like that. And like, all right, fair enough. Pattengill's like, go over to your neighbors and watch it or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, something funny like that. So he picks his number or whatever. And then they try like hell to get, uh, I think they call like three people before they get somebody for Sable. <laughs> and that guy is watching. Or no, it was a lady. She was watching. She was jazzed about it, man. Oh, yeah. And she picks hers. And then they let those two, like, so they let Sonny's go first and it doesn't open. Okay. 
and Sable's goes second and doesn't open. But I was like, what if it would have? Then you got these two guys standing that there That actually live. showed up, yeah, and that the call-in wins. How <laughs> yeah. mad would you be? I'd be so fucking angry. So <laughs> so nobody's key works. Okay. But they all get like a $5,000 uh, savings bond or something like that. And <laughs> the gaming commission guy's like, well, we have to show you that one of them would have worked. And it was number three. And they like pull the key and sure enough, yeah, it opens open. up. Okay. Whatever. I kind of like that. So it was on the up and up. It, it appeared. Um, all those matches on SummerSlam, you know, they had these stipulations. So yep. Shamrock versus Bulldog, the, the dog food stipulation, whatever. Right. Losers got to eat the dog food. Yeah, well, Shamrock and Bulldog are battling on the outside, and sh- and Ken just, like, loses his shit, and he grabs the can of dog food and just smashes it over Davy Boy's head. Ooh. DQ. Ah. So Davy Boy wins the match. He doesn't have to eat the dog food, but Ken Shamrock goes fucking bananas, and he is given belly-to-belly suplexes. I was going to say, just went suplex crazy. Yes, Pat Patterson, <laughs> Gerald Briscoe. Um, a couple other referees get it. Like, he's he was, like, freaking the fuck out i like that um we all know the the austin match how it ends in that pile driver yeah no roll up and when i watched that back i was like man the whole setup to this was bad because he throws austin off the ropes austin feeds back into him and it's like a uno's like tilt to whirl things uh-huh. where owen catches him and his head is just too low i don't think he was ever going to go for the tombstone I think uh, he just caught him too low and just sat down with him. But but JR on commentary even goes, Tombstone, but there was no fucking Tombstone. So I don't know if he knew that that was a spot in the match and he was just calling it as such or what. Mm. But but man, to see to see Steve lay in there and Owen have to kill time. And I was like watching Owen because I'm like, I want to see if he like makes contact with McMahon. If you're, you know, right. You're just watching it from a different set of eyes 25 years later. Totally. And... No, he's he's right from the get, like playing heel. You know, he's like, I, I'm, he's injured. Get him out of here, like stuff like just I don't. He's just, with it. just hamming it up, dude. And then I don't know when exactly Steve says to to Earl, like, hey, we gotta do the roll up thing or whatever, because Steve won the Intercontinental Title that night, right? Which is crazy because that's his first singles title in the WWE. Oh, he's yeah. he's currently holds, holds the tag, tag titles. titles, right, right, right. Isn't that nuts that he technically he wins his first singles title with a broken, broken neck. neck? Yeah, with a broken freaking neck. Shout out to Kurt Angle. Yeah, that's insane. Twenty five years ago, like two days ago. Holy shit, it's nuts. That's interesting. Yeah, because and it's way interesting to me because when I almost think at that point you just call an audible and like. Well, well, why doesn't the referee just call the, for the fucking bell, man? Like, that shit don't fly nowadays. Yeah, that's key word nowadays. Back then, they And then just, they didn't even bring medics out. Like, they like oh. Hebner sits him up, and he's, like, rubbing oh, his back. No. and like that's not good. They, they get him to his feet, and he wants that glory shot. You can tell he wants that glory shot where he's holding that belt up, and he's on rubber band legs, man. Yeah. And, oh, it's just... We were just talking about how it was weird that his first title even was... Tag titles with mankind or dude and love. mankind right. was first. His first title yes. was as dude love. It's just that's, so strange. Yeah. Looking back, that's wild. What else? Oh, the um, I also thought in that in that same match, like Owen was working the neck a lot before that spot too. It was, it was almost 
it almost just made it even more eerie if you ask yeah, me like for sure there's there's spots in that match where owen's like standing behind him and like doing the old like head crank and <laughs> yeah. and there and and jr's got to be like austin's has a has a history of neck problems and jesus just 10 minutes from now he's gonna have a real foreshadowing history foreshadowing or not not on purpose but like the whole uh yeah the crazy and then the, the finish irony the irony yes the the finish to the main event you know Shawn michaels did call it right down the middle you could tell that he didn't want brett to win but he wasn't going to do anything he's like god god damn it one two three that's the finish <laughs> but yeah that 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 is such an awesome sequence where brett brings the chair into the ring doesn't use it um but it's laying in the corner there and then Five minutes later, when when Brett and Taker are going at it, Sean kind of like looks out of the corner of his eye and sees it, and now he's got it in his hand. He's like, "What?" You know, he goes up to Brett and he's like, "What the fuck's with this?" And and Brett's like waving it off, like we didn't, I didn't use that or whatever. Yeah. And then and then Brett just hawks that loogie in his face, <laughs> and then Sean goes to waffle him and hits Taker square in the face, like unprotected as a mofo. Twink. And then Sean has to begrudgingly count it. Like, that's great storytelling. Yeah, it is. We're not getting that stuff these days in the WWE, unfortunately. What are you talking about, man? We got a new 24-7 champion. Reggie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought, I mean, actually, I kind of like Reggie. I have thoughts on Reggie later. <laughs> we can talk about Reggie. So, yeah. That's, you know he's not even French? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's 100% true. Haunted. Um so yeah, that was SummerSlam really in a nutshell. I don't know, but we are, I always look at, especially this time period, when SummerSlam ends, we are now officially like, we're building to Mania. Yeah. I think in this period of time, SummerSlam and Mania are for sure your two biggest shows. They can say that now, but I just don't feel it. Um, yeah. It, no, it's and, rump, it's, and it's roughly now. like half the year, you know what I mean? So you have, you you got your spring, early spring show and then your end of summer show. And feuds that actually go the distance then, yeah. 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 So, so I, you know, at this point is when we're going to start building. Some seeds will be planted for WrestleMania. We got some stops in between, some major bumps in the road as it, uh, as it pertains to Survivor Series this year. But it all starts here as, as I'm concerned. Uh, the show... Opens with the new WWF champion five time Adam, second man to hold that title five times. The other being Hogan. Just like he said, he's heading to the ring with the uh, Heart Foundation in tow. Jim Ross is in the ring to get some words. He wants to know how Brett feels about the way it all went down yesterday. Um, Brett says that he stuck to his word, but the same cannot be said for HBK, who Brett thinks showed favoritism in the match. And he wants the WWF to kick Shawn Michaels out of American competition. It's also announced that on the next show, which is In Your House Ground Zero, Bret Hart's going to go toe-to-toe with the Patriot. And Bret says that Ken Shamrock showed zero class in his match with Davey and that he will never get a shot at the European title ever again. And he also says as far as Pillman losing to Goldust, the Hart Foundation don't wear dresses. So that's out the window, too. And then I was like, by the way, Anvil isn't even here. And remember, he said that if any of them lost, he'd shave the goatee. The goatee would be gone. He's not even around. Like, now I'm wondering if he's even going to come back or I don't. He's in and out so many times. Yeah. No, but he definitely comes back. I feel he like walks I... Brett down at Survivor Series. Oh, right, 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 right. So maybe he's just like, fuck that. We just got to keep Anvil off TV for a week or two. Those dumbass <laughs> fans will forget about that stipulation. 
No big, no big deal. Um, Owen is up next on the mic. He says that last night he showed compassion and that it cost him. Thus, he beat himself. Stone Cold Steve Austin did not beat me. Uh, he also st- calls Steve a crippled freak. Starts gloating about paralyzing him. Nice. Yeah, ended his career. Kind of in poor taste. And, and Yeah, a little. But I thought it was in more poor taste when I was watching this because I'm like, oh, Steve's laid up in a hospital bed somewhere at this point. No. <laughs> Fucking glass breaks. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. I and was like, Austin what? Austin walks out. And I was like, oh, well, at this point, then it's just an angle. Like, you, yeah, I, I don't understand how this man yeah. is on his feet. I was I was trying to compute that as well. I'm like, I don't, what? I'm like, why is he here? I don't know, man. And then, and then um, Jim Ross introduces the new commissioner of the WWF, Sergeant Slaughter. Oh, um, did you catch the music he came out to? What was it? Oh, oh. WrestleMania. Yeah. I love that one. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, there's your new commissioner. Mm, love that. Sarge's flirt, uh, first act of power is to make the match with the Patriot at Ground Zero a WWF championship match. Yeah. I like how Brett's like, well, who would he ever beat? And he's like, you last week on Raw. <laughs> yeah. like, well, there he's you got go. A point. Sarge has got a point. <laughs> he also orders Pillman to wear the dress tonight on Raw or he will be suspended. Yeah. And last but not least, he says that Owen will get another shot at Austin. Oh, and Bulldog will face Ken again. Yes. When the doctors give the okay and quote, when Stone Cold says so. Um, Austin's music hits. It's at this point, Austin's yes. music hits. I was like, Whoa. and he is in the arena. And I was like, he just has a neck brace in his hand. He's not even wearing it. It's like, <laughs> and it's not even a good one. It's, it's a step above the Andy Kaufman one, but it's not like a medical grade. Neck you just brace. broke your neck brace. Yeah. No shit. That motherfucker should be in a halo dude. Right. Like, it's crazy. And, and he says he's ready to go that tonight he's going to open up a can of whoop ass on Owen Hart. And that's the bottom line. And they go to break. That was that was a hot start. It was a great start. It was probably a good 15 minutes. I couldn't either. <laughs> and then I was like, it made the whole like Owen talking shit about him uh, a little more palatable because Steve's in the back. Like, yeah, I'm sure totally. this has all been bounced off. Right. And maybe at this point they don't quite. I'm wondering if he's even gone to get checked out yet. Mm. I feel like I've listened to him talk about the fact that he knew he was running red hot right now and he waited a few days before he went and actually went got that checked thing checked out. out. That like could when, be when things just still weren't feeling yeah, right. Yeah, I feel like a day or two later or something he was like in an elevator or something. He was like, oh, I got all dizzy. Like I was like, all right, all right I got to go. That might be the case. Okay. So maybe he hasn't even got eyes on that thing yet. By the way, quick sidebar. Mm-hmm. Matt Cardona, I listened to him on um, Renee Paquette's podcast. Okay. And he said that after <laughs> after that match with Gage at GCW where he won the title, he's all cut to shit. And he goes, you want to hear something fucked up? He goes, there is no medical staff backstage at a GCW show. Really? <laughs> and they're like, are you kidding me? And he's like, no, there was one lady there that was like a sort of nurse that stitched up a couple of the really bad ones. But other than that, I had to like go to my buddy's hotel room, get cleaned up. And he like taped towels to me so I could get on the plane. <laughs> How can they not have a medical staff at a GCW show? I think I did see something about that. Like, I think they just rely on buzzing them to the, uh, the hospital. 
It's like if you're too yeah. fucked up, you gotta get an ambulance. Because there's like one of them when it was outside, like early days or something. And they're like, oh yeah, there was medical staff in quotations, and it was like a dude with a dirty mop bucket or something, <laughs> like cleaning off the guys. He's like, no, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember hearing that's insane to me. But that was then. You'd think by now it's like, okay, let's get a couple. Uh, well, is it more EMTs. like? Is it kind of like in the insurance game? You know what I mean? Where you know, you, you pay your premium every month and nothing happens and that money just gets thrown away. Or do you just like, when Ooh. it happens, all right, we got to cough it up now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it, it is a check and balancing. Is this a 1980s Ford Pinto situation where they knew <laughs> yeah. the gas tanks were killing everybody, but they're like, yeah. fuck it. Uh, we got to keep going. They know how many people are probably going to die and how much money they're going to lose in lawsuits. And, and like, we'll just, just eat it. Yes. We just factor that in. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> wow. But yeah, I was... I was uh, very, very. Where was I? This, this. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, oh, we went. We went from break to match one. Yes, Ken Shamrock versus Kama Mustafa with the Nation of Domination. Uh, before the match, there's a backstage where Ahmed Johnson's just tossing up gang signs. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> like tons of gang signs. Uh, Farouk's cutting a promo on Los Bariquas. I didn't understand Ahmed, though, to be fair, but well, no. that's not new. No. Sergeant Slaughter then tells the rest of the Nation of Domination to head to the back. There's going to be no fuckery under the watchful eye of the Sarge. I like this new commissioner. It's not the first time tonight that he runs down there and like shuffles people out of the ringside yeah. area, too. Uh, Ken Shamrock wins it with a belly-to-belly after a couple of the uh, Bariquas suplex comma on the outside and roll him into the ring. So, yeah, the, the Nation of Domination gets shuffled to the back, but the Los Bariquas still come find their way down there. Well, they didn't Faction have a guy warfare. in them. Yeah, it's, what are you going to do? Match two is Taka Michinoku versus Brian Christopher with Sonny on the and the call is the uh, guest ring announcer. Yep. Yep. Announcing it up. This is another light heavyweight division matchup. Um, this is a pretty fun match to watch, man. These guys, you can tell it, it doesn't seem like they would have worked a lot together, but this match was one that they definitely must have put together yeah. before they got out there because it just flowed so nicely. Um, that Taka Michinoku, like Slingshot springboard no. suplex. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Or I'm sorry. The springboard to the outside. Yes. Is amazing, man. He jumped. He's a smaller guy. Yeah, he's, and to jump to the top rope and then springboard to the outside is insane. And then after the match, when um, he slingshotted Brian over the rope. Yes. I looked at, I thought that was pretty gnarly. Too. I was like, damn, Brian can take a bump too, man. Yes, he can. Uh, Michinoku gets the roll up pin after Christopher is attempting like some rolling suplexes. I don't think they're called three amigos at this point. Um, but you get the idea. Right. And then, yeah, Taka takes a crazy slingshot to the outside after the bell uh, for his troubles. Backstage, Sergeant Slaughter hits up Brian Pillman in his dressing room. Brian says he's not wearing the dress, but Slaughter says that he will wrestle in the dress every week on Raw until he gets a win. While wearing it. Yep. Or else. Or he'll get suspended. He's suspended. I like that. Really, really stuck between a rock and a hard place here, Pillman. Match number three, Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Vader. Heel versus heel matches. So strange during this time. It is. It doesn't happen often. And usually when it does, there's some weird caveat. Remember, they're like, oh, this is a tough man contest. Or, or they're in Canada. Yeah. Or, or it just uh, <laughs> the script is flipped or something. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but they're almost turning Hunter at this point. Like, they keep talking about like how tough he is in these matches with mankind. And True. Like, he's not really doing all the dastardly things that he used to do. And he and China are both kind of getting cheered. Yes. When it is this uh, 
bad guy versus bad guy situation, Hunter seems to always be one of those guys. Yes. Um, about halfway through the match, Hunter hits the ropes and Paul Bearer trips him. He thinks he's so fucking cool until China drop kicks his ass. <laughs> just blasts him. Uh, he, he like flies so far. He hits his head on a guardrail on the yeah. way down. And then both guys end up getting counted out. So no contest there. Double count out. Match number four. The Patriot defeats the Sultan. The promo from Del Wilkes before the match probably sealed the deal with Vince that the Patriot is like never going to be the WWF champion. Like it was so yeah, Southern. It wasn't, it wasn't good. good. It was repetitive. Yes. It just, it was terrible. I can, I mean, I can sit there and just picture Vince McMahon being like, what the fuck is this? Oh, kind of back to the, like the Sarge thing. You catch Patriots music. Yeah. Kurt Angle. Yeah. I remember when Kurt Angle first came out, I go, Oh, they gave him the Patriots music. Really? Yeah. That's fantastic. It's, it's switched up slightly, but it's definitely that. Um, I was like, he's not going to be long for the WWF because there's not that many foreigners on the roster. But then I started going through. There's a shitload of foreigners on the roster. Like if they wanted to, they could have strung this Patriot thing out a long yeah. ways. Instead, I think November he's gone. Yeah, he doesn't last long. Not long for this world. Um, let's see here. Uh, Bret Hart the tax up. Oh, did you already do the? the- well, Bret Hart and his crew kind of head to the ring after the Patriots win. Yeah. Um, but Slaughter intervenes. He only kind of lets Brett down there, so they're going to kind of get like a show, a showdown, you know? Brett kind of turns around. He thinks that the rest of his posse's there, and they're not. Right. And then Dell hits like a plancha over the top rope to him, and all hell breaks loose for a few minutes. What were you going to say? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Sultan attacked uh, Patriot the Flag, and then, then the crew came out, the Hart Foundation crew came out, and then uh, Patriot wins, and then eventually Sarge sends Hart. To the back. Sarge is taking control, man. I like a commissioner Um, that does something. Yeah, man. Vince McMahon, he's in the ring as the war zone portion of the show kicks off. He is welcoming Shawn Michaels to the ring. He's going to get his thoughts about how things went down at SummerSlam. Crowd very divided here. Some of them are cheering. Lots of them are booing. And Shawn says that it's just like Vince, Brett, and the fans to pass the buck and put this on Shawn's lap. Uh, he's very angry. He keeps pushing Vince. Um, he's like, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. There's like several times where he told him to shut up. Called him the dumbest son of a bitch. Yes. <laughs> um, he gets, <laughs> Vince gets visibly upset with Sean. Um, when asked if, as preposterous as it sounds, he's in cahoots with Brett. He says that Vince is the dumbest son of a bitch that has walked the earth and keeps like telling him to shut up. And then Vince leaves the ring and Sean just continues to rant. Uh, he's upset with the booze, the chants, and he tells each and every one of the fans to go to hell. And then he says the next time he sees The Undertaker, yep. a super kick's going straight down his throat. You don't threaten the taker, man. <laughs> I was like, is this just full heel turn Sean? Or? Yeah. I mean, when you tell every fan to go to hell, it doesn't get much more heel turn than that. Very true. And he does that, and then Taker comes out. Gong. Yeah, lights go out. Dead man's heading down the ramp. Uh, when he gets to the ring, though, HBK is nowhere to be found. Yeah. And Vince is back in the in the ring with a microphone. I was like, that's <laughs> fucking weird. Taker says that uh, he's been doing too much talking lately, and he's going to get back to taking souls. And then Paul Bear shows up on the Tron to say that Kane is coming. Finally. Do, <laughs> yeah. they, do you know what? They never paid off the statue thing. 
No, they did. Well, far be it from them to pay off anything, actually. But just forgot about that. Like next week, I'm going to show you. Well, just, I want to see the other part. I want to see stupid. Undertaker's statue. Yeah, I want to see his little. Canes. I want to see his little necklace. Yeah, uh, I was like, if this was 2021, we would have seen Kane months ago. <laughs> like, oh yes, <laughs> Jesus. Christ. I do like that they'll, they'll they're willing to like put that to the back burner for a second. Let Taker have his little feud with Bret Hart. That's done. All right, True. we're coming yeah. back to the Kane thing. I don't know. I kind of like that. And a nice little touch as Undertaker's making his way to, up the ramp, mm-hmm. all the lighting turns red. Did you notice that? Oh, I didn't. That was cool. Nice. It's a little, a little touch. Yeah, it's little things. Before the next match, we see Sergeant Slaughter sitting down with the uh, schlubbiest doctor I've ever seen in my life. And he's like, he goes, the doctor says Stone Cold Steve Austin has a condition called, and I quote, spinal uh, shock syndrome. That's exactly <laughs> how it says it. Spinal uh, shock syndrome. And and that's like his professional opinion. And in his professional opinion, Stone Cold Steve Austin should not be wrestling tonight. So Slaughter's like, okay, that's it. Match number five, Ahmed Johnson versus Chains with a Z. Uh, again, Slaughter's out here to send anyone who's not in the match back to the dressing room. What a killjoy this Slaughter is. Nobody stops a couple of the Bariquas, though, once again, from hitting the ring and fucking with Chains' bike. <laughs> and, that again. Dis- and that distraction allows Ahmed Johnson to hit the uh, Pearl River Plunge for the win. And then after the match, for no reason at all, they turn on Ahmed. They start kicking the shit out of Ahmed the Johnson. Nation of domination. I think, and I and I'm not sure. There's no reason given. If you go back in the timeline, I bet you anything, Ahmed Johnson's injured, and they need to write him off television. Yeah, this is for the umpteenth I was time. Say, you know, yeah, just it's deja vu. Washroom Ahmed vu. Man, I tell you, match six is the Godwins versus the Headbangers. Godwins get the win with a Henry O. Godwin slop drop. And uh, I was like, man, these guys carrying around the old stars and bars saying these colors don't run. Certainly does not age well. No. (laughs) Shit, the one guy's got the tattoo. (laughs) It says redneck and it's in the, uh, yeah, it's just bad. Uh, Match seven. Let's just gloss over that. (laughs) Brian Pillman's in a dress, everybody. Yeah. Look at Brian Pillman in a dress. (laughs) Bob Holly. Can we get Bob Holly payday? JR keeps saying that this is a bad idea. He's like, this. I've known Brian Pillman for for fifteen years. This is a terrible idea. He is gonna slap you guys. Don't you guys do not know the door you're about to open yes. with this man? How far he will go? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. Uh, Brian heads to the outside. He's like yakking with Goldust and Marlena, who are sitting ringside. Loses track of the referee's count, and Bob Holly gets the dub with a count out victory. Nine ten. So Brian will have to ding, keep wearing ding. the dress for at least one more week. I I don't know how long they go with this, but I can see him a few weeks. You know, he's gonna get he's gonna get fucked out of these matches for a couple weeks. Yeah, these jobbers. Right. Gonna, I just said just Bob Holly's a jobber. That's not what I meant, Bob. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, Bob. I'm at mid-card talent. (laughs) (laughs) Match number eight. It is our main event of the night. It's Owen Hart versus Dude Love. Because of that crack medical team's opinion, Dude's going to be taking Austin's place. And I was like, how about those Dude Love plants in the audience, man? There was two chicks that had uh, Dude Love, quote, tattoos on their chest. (laughs) (laughs) Reminiscent of uh, Goldust's Razor Heart. It's like they had the exact same guy or gal that did that. Same artist. 
Um, Bret Hart's on commentary. It's really strange to see Bret Hart and Jerry Lawler so chummy. And it, oh, yeah. They talked it, about it a little bit. Yes, they actually had to bring it up because they're like, man, you guys used to hate each other. <laughs> like, well, you know. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. Man, it was kind of one of those things. <laughs> um, eventually, Davy Boy Smith heads to the ring, which gets the attention of the referee and Gorilla Monsoon, who was out there. Um, while they're busy with him, Bret Hart starts taking it to Mick. And that prompts Stone Cold Steve Austin to come on down. He heads straight for the commentary table, grabs one of Owen Hart's Slammy Awards, yes. and the uh, the officials are holding Bret Hart back. So Austin gets a shot on Owen with his own Slammy. With the Slammy. And dude covers for the win. One, two, three. After the match, the uh, the two ladies hit the ring. The tatted ladies. And one of them, like, practically rapes Mick right there on the spot. Like, she jumps into his arms, and she's, like, grinding. Yeah. She's, like, they into got the these gals from the local gentleman's club. I guarantee it. <laughs> Even though they had, like, a mom look to him, It was weird. Yeah. The mid-90s were a strange time. Yes, it was. And that's how we go off the air. One of them's in, got him, like, pinned in the corner just sucking face, dude. Yeah, giving the Bronco buster almost. <laughs> <laughs> sign of the times you got anything i didn't have anything i just got two of them um one of them came from the SummerSlam broadcast okay. that said bischoff sniffs turner's ass good that's <laughs> a good like one that. and then um just keeping with that same thing on raw one guy got a got a bischoff sign very prominent and just says i had bischoff's mom <laughs> <laughs> Like Vince oh. coordinated that one. Yeah, get him tied on that one. <laughs> yes, they, did. they got a good shot on it too, man. Oh, it's fun. I love '97. I really do. I can't wait to keep talking about it. We'll uh, we'll get back into it next week. I'm sure we're gonna get some more matches announced for this Ground Zero card. Oh yeah, things Your are house. heating up. Next up, it's time to go into the darkness. It's a news segment. It's the part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. All right. Kind of a slow news cycle. Um, you know, much like leading up to San Diego Comic-Con, coming off of the San Diego Comic-Con is also... Everybody kind of shot their wad, you know what I mean? There's just not a All ton of good, stuff. Yeah, um, the grand finale just happened. Yeah, you can't now. It's like, well, yeah, that, that's pretty good, but that's a black, that's a black hat firecracker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we do have a few things though. Um, in news, news: the WWE releases continue on Saturday. Everybody was pretty shocked. I mean, Bray Wyatt. It was pretty head scratching, if you ask me. It was like uh, I was, I was like, "Wow, I can't believe." I mean, he's been off TV since the Raw after Mania. Yep, he hasn't done anything. He lost to Randy at Mania due to Alexa Bliss and her giant like Jack in the Box thing. Right, right. That was yeah. this year, right? Yeah. Um, and then like just about two weeks ago, you start seeing these pictures surface on Twitter and stuff of him in like phenomenal shape. And I guess he had something, you know, he had an August date targeted to come back. Oh, really? Yeah. And then, and then just out of the blue, he's released. And it's very strange. Um, thoughts on that? Like, <clears throat> the entire Wyatt family has now been released. They're no more, by the way. And JoJo's gone, I heard. Oh, his old lady? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they do that. Sometimes they don't. But I think she got released like a while back. Yeah, like quietly yeah. or something. Um. I didn't know he was in phenomenal shape. I, I know that he was going through some 
things, and I don't know how much of this is true, like some mental stuff with maybe even with Brody Lee. Oh, I could totally which see I that. get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's, if he That's was, just a crazy one to me. Ge- yeah, if they're gearing up for him to come back. So what do they do with Bliss now? Like, that, he, Well, that was going to say, I was like, do they already know that they're going to eventually do this? So let's take this gimmick off of him and like move it to her. But no, no. you're giving them way too much credit. Yeah, they to don't that much they don't foreshadowing think that much. Yeah. Ahead. You're no. Right. Um, but it's, but it's weird. I wonder where the, her thing goes now, if it just kind of like evaporates. Oh, well, no, no, no. Even e- Marie shows up and do drop and, uh, and uh, Lily and they beat her up on the playground. Oh, do you not watch raw? You know what? I, <laughs> I dabble. Yeah. That, I fucking dabble. I need to dabble um, more. <laughs> then it was announced on, on Monday, that Ric Flair had asked for and was granted his walking papers by Vince McMahon himself. I guess he called Vince directly and then was released afterwards. Which he wasn't really doing anything anyways. I mean, you know, he had that storyline that got nixed after uh, Lacey Evans had a real pregnancy. Yeah. I know he wasn't a huge fan of that storyline, but I think he did it because Ric Flair generally doesn't say no. Mm-mm. And the storyline involved his daughter, so it was kind of furthering her career. Right, right. But, I'm not going to say no to that. But, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know why. And I don't know if he still has some sort of like, he could still have some sort of like a Legends deal where they can still make figures and things like that. I hope so, because they just announced... Oh, by the way, they announced that Superstars line with like the AWA Remco-style figures. Yes. Two of them... Are gone. ...just got released. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, I hope this line isn't fucked. Like, Hogan and Hogan... Bray Wyatt was already a weird choice. Yeah, the Mad Hatter one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Flair just did like an appearance with Hulk Hogan. And like at some signings, like they came out together. They, I wonder. But Hogan's got it. Hogan's fine with them. Well, maybe he's next. Oh, Goldberg's next. Brother. Bobby Lashley's next. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, MVP's next for talking to Goldberg's son. Oh, I saw that. If you ever come near my family, I'll kill you. I'm like, he just said he's going to kill somebody on national TV. And then Mm -hmm. Drew McIntyre's got a sword threatening people. It's a weird time to be in the WWE. It really is. Um, figure news, the Mattel creations, new generation crowdfunded ring, a couple things going on with that, that will hopefully sway those on the fence to back this goddamn thing. Um, it ends on August 22nd. So we still have plenty of time. We have 20 days. Uh, but one of the things that was hanging people up, it's a $249 price point. Mm Mm-hmm. People were not wanting to get socked for it right away. And then it doesn't get backed and they got to go through the refund process and this and that. They've changed it to where you can click, I want to back this project now, or the money will not get taken out of your account until, until it gets backed. Gotcha. It will just show up on your card as a pending payment. So that money will still technically remain in your account. It's like some hotels. Yes. You know what I mean? But that might be what will get people to, because it was at like 860. And what do they need? 5,000. Oh boy. As we sit right now, 18 days remaining, 1,069 backers, 21% funded. I don't like the odds. I really don't like the odds. Um, I'm going to fund the ring. I'm going to do it. I haven't done it yet. I'll probably do it with my next. Do you, I don't know how your like pay schedule goes, but like one of my checks Every other check, like it's like one of my checks, I have a lot of shit coming out of. It just happens to be a lot of stuff lands on that kind of time of the yeah, month. Yeah, whether ones, it's like daycare, yes, rent, or yes. you know all this stuff. 
The other one's more of like, I call it my off check or whatever. It's like, yeah. I can fuck off with most of this. Right. My next check will be an off check and I, and I'm going to, I'm going to back the ring. I got it. I got to put my money where my mouth is, dude. I'm telling everybody else to back this thing. I'm just I, hoping to win a bags raffle at our local uh, beanbag league. <laughs> all right, let's do it this week. <laughs> there we go. We'll buy two. There we go. We'll buy two. Um, Forever Collectibles has a dual bobblehead up for pre-order of The Undertaker tossing mankind off of the Hell in a Cell. Have you seen that? I, yeah, so it looks pretty cool. Price point, pretty pretty pricey. Oh, how much? 90 bucks. What? 90 bucks. But it is an 8-inch tall bobble. You know, you got the two guys on there. The base of it looks like the top of a Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. The back of it is like a Hell in a Cell plaque almost, if you will. Yeah. And limited to 144 pieces. Okay. So well, they're super mass produced and they are going to be yeah. um, hand numbered. Some say those, you, the ones you got, you can get for a pretty good price on the, the old uh, WWE shop. Oh, the, uh, like the macho, the, yeah, the yeah, newer I, ones. I think I, I think I paid, I got them during a sale or something. Yeah. I, I think I was under 15 a piece. For I those. think you're right. But but when you but look, this is a bigger one, I get that it's a bigger one. And Forever Collectibles, they've done a lot of stuff with you know, especially with Major League Baseball. I mean, anytime, anytime that you know, like the Bucks just won the championship, mm-hmm. you can get like the bobblehead. You can pre-order their bobbleheads, like, and they'll they'll limit those too. And they they always turn out really nice. Like it's a nice product, but ninety bucks is a lot of money for a bobblehead. Do they do? Do they do the? Uh, Jeff Hardy uh, yes, edge one. Spear one. Yep. That one's pretty cool, too. And right now, it's not as expensive. They seem to sock you more for those double ones. Uh, they have a Hulk Hogan one up right now that I think is 45. Just Hulk Hogan? Yeah. But same thing. I don't yeah. know. Chella um, Toys. They announced another retro. They might have done this before we recorded last week, and I missed it. It's Haku. Oh, I heard about King it. Haku to be exact, and the purple tights with the yeah. crown on the crown on there. Um, they also revealed four variants for the Nick Aldis retro in various gear. Really, some of them are just different color gear, but one of them is a bloody diversion, which I thought was kind of. Oh, neat. I like that. <laughs> I, I oh, I think I saw them. It was another one's like all gold or silver, or some shit. No, no, but it's like purple tights, green tights, hmm. black tights. You know, I don't know. Or some shit. Um, it would not. Shock me if there was like an all gold water or something. I don't know. I just, I didn't see it. Um, new rivals, anything head your way? I got the micro brawler, uh, flying loose cannon or sorry, loose cannon. Oh, I, I guess, do we already talk about the well? We had our crate show up last crate. week and we never mentioned it. That's right. We both got the crate, never mentioned so it. So the flying Brian micro brawler came in that, yes. And then I did get the um, loose cannon one with the cane and the, the vest, and yes. Um, the 250 chase variants of that Flying Brian brawler uh-huh. are in the light blue trunk, so it looks yeah. just like his Galoob, which is pretty cool. Oh, I never thought about that. But I, I even with that being said, I like the the Bengal Tiger tights better. It's Me more too. iconic, right? Um, the other stuff that came in that crate was a a pretty awesome Bruiser Brody shirt. Yes, an autograph from New Jack. I like that too. A Mastodon Vader uh, lapel pin with like a, a helmet that, that magnets off, on and kinda. off. Yeah, that's sweet. And that had a hundred chase variants too, and I didn't get one. Nor did I look up to see what that looked like. Um, but I'm curious now that I say that. Also, another one of those brawler balls. This time with the Road Warriors. I think yep. the only other one they've done with that was Piper. Right? Piper. Yep. 
um, and then a pretty nice Harley Race sticker. So I thought yeah, it was I a pretty good. Too. It was a pretty good crate. What was the other shirt? Oh, uh, Eddie Guerrero. Yes, it was fine. It was the gone but not forgotten two crate. Um, the next crate's going to have John Moxley, Nasty Boys, Brian Myers, Lex Luger, Lanny Poffo, Brutus Beefcake, and a special critical botch item featuring Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Leva Bates, Brandon Cutler, and more. I don't know what that even means. Hmm. Um, but who do you think is going to get the brawler out of that bunch? Like, I I, part know. of me would think Nasty Boys. But they just did that. But they did those. And what other look does the Nasty Boys have? Like, I do remember them wearing, like, red shirts at a certain event yeah, or something like that. Just like kind a, of flip-flop. Maybe that's I could a, totally see that since they already yeah, have the, the, right, the mold and whatnot. We don't have a Lex Luger brawler, I don't think. That would be kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, Beefcake's got one. Lanny Poffo, I just don't see him doing it. Yeah, Brian no, Myers no. has already had him. Moxley's right. already got one. Right. Like, yeah, kind of thinking it's going to be uh, Luger or Nasties. And if it is Nasties, but you think they the give s- two? No. Oh, <laughs> I don't. <those> fuckers. <laughs> Which one did you get? Should yeah. got two crates. <laughs> yeah. So I do. This is my last. I meant to cancel the one crate. This is. I meant to cancel it. I'm still getting two. I've been hearing you say you meant to cancel it. For yeah, well, four here months. I just sold the Brian, my extra Brian, for twenty bucks. I know. So it's like it's been working. Almost, out. You've been getting variants, or so, yeah, the, the I only chase. got variants twice. Yeah, the chase is twice. It's been six months probably since I've had one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like I, I told myself. This last time, I'm like, but they don't give you fucking any time between. No. I guess I could go on there and cancel right now, and I'll still get this the month's crate I paid for, right? Yeah, you should be able to. Because I always think if I cancel, I'm going to be fucked, and I'm like, I don't know. But no, literally, you get that crate midnight the next day or the day after Dude, that thing shit gets renewed. Hit. Yep, it gets hit. Oh, my goodness. So uh, I got that loose cannon brawler as well. Uh, I grabbed two of them. I like to have. I like to have one. Although it has that. That has not been paying off. That extra mastin on Vader. Nobody wants that. Right. Um, the ones I got. Same thing, man. I'm, I'm sitting on a lot of machos. It's only. Like, yeah. Mm. It's only the limited ones. The. It's only the limited in quantity, not the limited in time. Gotcha. It, that's, that's that's where it. the money is made. If it's 250 made, you're gonna do okay. But if then those ones seven are usually days, nope. Yeah, for twenty four hours. Nope. Even the two fifty and stuff like that. The, that's usually a one per per customer. Mm. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah. So you Good can't point. even really flip that. I mean, I got that Kevin Nash one. I was lucky to get that, and I I gave that to you. And now I'm like, I see. I now I've started to see those even come down too to like forty. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I might pounce on one of those soon. Um. So I got that, and then Adam was was at a a store today and hit me up and asked me if I needed that Sid Justice with the referee shirt on. And I said, hell yeah, I do. So this is the first Elite I've actually added to my collection. And Oh, never mind. I added Big John Stud last week. I was going to say it's been a little <laughs> while, but uh, it's never been that long. <laughs> um, that's, that's it. And I don't really have a whole lot on the horizon. I'm so excited for all the live pro wrestling that we're about to go to. Oh, yeah. Um, well, and technically, we have a shit ton of micro brawlers still coming through. Like You, might, you might, never know. You, never like, know. you come home from work and there's boxes on the <laughs> yeah. doorstep and you're like, my wife's probably like, geez, you're spending a lot of money. I'm like, I honestly, this Brian Pillman, I probably ordered four and a half months ago. Like, right. I went back like just to kind of get rid of some email clutter and I'm like, what one's this? Oh yeah. There's like a whole ECW brawler thing coming through that we ordered. What? Yeah. 
Oh yes, <laughs> with uh, with a Sabu like and Sandman. I ordered like, two yeah. sets of that. <laughs> right. I know I did. Yeah. And I was like, forgot about that. You know totally what I mean? Forgot like, yeah, about they, that. They, they keep them coming. I love it. I actually love it. Um, I have this. Like, look, I filled up. Guys, if you cut the top <laughs> off of a uh, processing crate. You can, they fit almost perfectly. You can fit three rows of brawlers in there. And it almost looks like a. I'm totally going to do Like that. a retail setup. <laughs> it does. Look around that corner. I, I have saw 10 it. boxes stacked if you so need one. I. They're all over They're everywhere. different shit. Oh, my God. It's now time for What You Watching, where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week. It could be current product, vintage viewing, or anything in between. Nothing is off the table, or ladder, or chair. You know what I'm talking about. What you watching, man? Um, I guess AEW should probably talk about old... Uh... <laughs> oh, they really did it? And they really did it. They really did it. They used fucking glass, pane of glass. Pretty legit death match on TNT. That was. That um, was pretty good. How awesome was it when they went to picture in picture to a Domino's commercial when Nick Gage was carving up fucking Jericho with the pizza cutter? <laughs> the pizza cutter. I was like, this is the definition of serendipity right now. Yes. Like, I cannot believe this is on my TV screen. And somebody like tipped me off to it before that because we were recording our other show while it was going on. Um, but I thought that they said that it was like Gage had the pizza cutter out in the match and then they went to a commercial and it was Domino's. Like, oh, how funny was that? But no, it was split screen. Like, yes. It was so fucking saw funny. Domino's on the left and Cage at the pizza cutter on the right. Um, <laughs> I just, uh, they, they, how about to start the match? Gage pulls out the pizza cutter like immediately and he's like swiping it at Jericho <laughs> and he catches his arm and it's like pretty decent. Yeah, he got him. Good. Jericho rolls out of the ring and he's like talking to somebody. In the front row, they're like looking at it and stuff. Like I, I think he got him more than he thought he was going to get him. Or oh, yeah, I don't know. But it was kind of funny to me because, and I've become more and more of a Nick Gage fan. But how out of his league he is! Yes, under those bright lights yes. of AEW. Totally and, agree. And to actually perform like wrestling moves and like to to synchronize one spot into the next. It's a reason why it, it's the major league. It dude. was like not. It, and I am not trying to say that to be any sort of disrespectful. I think there's an art to performing on television. Dude, I'm kind of getting that vibe from Karrion Cross when he's by himself and not in NXT. Really? When he's on Raw. Like, he fought You're Keith a fucking Lee. sadist, dude. You watch Raw every week. I, I'm, I'm getting better. Do you hate yourself, beyond Sometimes. <laughs> I'm getting better, bro. I, yeah. I'm at least Brie mode. Okay, thank you. But, yes, it's the same thing where I'm like, eh, I don't, I don't, he's not that good like i don't know um but look at him yeah i guess the physique um but no i i think that that yeah that was pretty evident when you when uh nick was in there with him but i i was surprised on some of the shit they did i was like we're gonna see maybe a light too we're gonna see maybe you know what i mean they we saw pretty much went for it we saw single tubes we saw bundles we saw saw pain pain Uh, jericho with that frankensteiner off the top rope i thought jericho hit his own fucking head on the mat so hard he knocked himself silly right as he put gauge to that glass i mean i can the only thing i can say is holy shit they actually did it yeah 
And I heard Tony Khan had to talk to TNT and be like, look. You're going to see some shit. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> and and notice that went on last. I mean, it went on as late as you could go with mm-hmm. it. Um, whereas the week before, the, the labor of Jericho was the, the opener. Off the bat, yeah. I don't know. I'm anxious Off to see Off the bat. What, <laughs> Remember Jericho did get out of bat. Yes, he is, did. He has a name for it. I forgot. Uh, it's like it's a female name. Yeah. Um, it's not like Clarice or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um <laughs> No oh. hangman. Uh, again, I was shocked. I was shocked on that too. They did not get the win. And so, the space jam thing. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the elite comes out in the space jam gimmick, dude. Yeah, he's seeking missiles, man. They did the old uh, Meltzer driver, whatever it is, with the basketball flipping. Yeah, that, uh, there we go. Well, so who the hell is going to be Kenny's opponent at all out then? Uh, well, hold on one second. Go ahead. We'll figure that out in a second. But I, I want to talk about the 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 third labor of Jericho that was announced. Oh, the juice is loose. The who the Juventud Guerrero, and he goes back way way back with Chris Jericho, probably before. WCW, like I think they work together in Mexico. in Mexico. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, so this is so that's like a total blast from the past. And Hoovy's been kind of coming up on the radar lately. He got announced for some of those GCW shows too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, if Hoovy looks really good. And then he gets announced as that the third labor. There's going to be five before he gets his match with Max. You know he's going to win them. Five isn't Max. I don't think so. Okay. I think it's five. You complete all five. Then you, get you get me. I'm the final boss. Kind Interesting. Of thing. Um, I was shocked that they weren't going to take a week off after the death death match. Yeah, it gives a guy a break, man. He just did her crown on. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> almost know. killed himself. But one interesting thing with this match against Hoovy, he's like, you have to also perform a top rope maneuver. You have to win with it. Oh, he said that. I think so. I thought he just said you have to win and perform a top rope maneuver. Oh, I, you could be right, but I thought he said you have to win with it. Mm, interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to check the tape on that. But I like the fact that these little stipulations are getting thrown in there, yeah. too. I think it's kind of funny. Um, do you have any predictions for who you think the next two are? Um, let's go Lance Storm. I've heard that. I've definitely heard that kicked around. Which would be weird, but Lance Storm put some weird tweet out a uh, a week or so ago, and it said something about, um, if all goes well, my next major hike will be on Wednesday or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But Mm. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like his past. I know, but are they going to keep digging in the past or is it going to be another future guy? I don't. Yeah, that's true too. I I think it's going to be. Why don't you just bring out like some big crazy, like. How many has he done? Two? He's only done two. He's only done two. Oh, but he's got Hoovy. We know Hoovy. So Hoovy's so the third. So there's two. Yes. Two more we don't know about. Oh, how about uh, like a, one of his own, like Sammy, like he's got to face one of his own yes. guys. You think that? That's yeah, what I think the last one's going to be. I think the last one has to kill him. I think the last one is going to be Sammy, and I think it's going to be, I don't, like they're not going to go as bad as, as uh, the death match, but something... Something is gonna have to happen where he's gonna have to try like like fight his own guys or something. I don't know. Or and yeah, like he'll never get, he'll never be on dynamite again if you win, too, right? Or some something crazy. Oh, then he goes to rampage or something. You know what I'm saying? Like some as far as Kenny Omega, 
I think Christian is going to get the nod. I do. And I don't like... A lot of people don't dig on Hangman, but I think that story has been told so well that God that would have really building. been a nice culmination. I'd have loved to see that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think, how about Tanahashi? Dude, AEW. Yeah, holy shit. Tanahashi. I forgot about Tanahashi. Oh, holy shit. He shows up on video. Yeah. And then John Moxley's like, kind of funny. You ducked me for months. <laughs> yes. And now, I guess, so Tanahashi is going to wrestle the winner of the Hikaleo Lance Storm match, which we know Lance Storm won it. Right. Um, on Dynamite for the IWGP US title. So you wonder if. They're going to put that title on Tana and then have Tana wrestle Moxley at the pay-per-view at All Out. Yes, but then there's also, and maybe this is... I don't think Moxley wins it back, by the way. It's crossing doors, I guess, but... Um, oh, all the doors are open, pal. <laughs> Moxley put out a thing against the... Oh, was it the Good Brothers? Yeah. So now he has he's facing the Good Brothers in New Japan at the in LA, Yeah, and he's bringing us a, a mystery partner. Yes. Mm. It's all it's dude, all it's wide open. I'm telling you, I have never felt more excited. Anybody can show up in for a rest now. for a wrestling show as I do for Dynamite. And you know, I wasn't that keen on it when it first started. Like I was I was I liked it. I was very happy to see some sort of competition, another mm-hmm. big, big company out there. The fact that they can seemingly draw from Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, all these companies just at will because yeah. they're willing to have a working relationship, it makes or it so not, fun. WWE. <laughs> and I'm getting sour on that. Like every guy uh, yeah, that gets released, I'm like, need, I hope he doesn't show up you there. Don't I hope need, he doesn't show up yes. there. You don't need every damn guy. Um, what about the Darby Allen promo backstage when they announced that the first Rampage is going to be in Chicago? Yeah. I kept getting a mixed up. Do we should we go for that? No. <laughs> I know. It's so close to All Out. It's like two weeks before. And we're going to, uh, I know. the next Wednesday. We're going to go if- to Milwaukee to see Dynamite. I know. <laughs> no, is it? Yeah. So It's in August? Yes. It's August 25th. Fuck. Okay. All right. All right. So, like, you don't gotta get hot about it. From August twentieth first or something. Tell, uh, my and, wife doesn't listen to this podcast, and uh, I don't. I don't want anybody to tell her. This I'm just saying. From thing. from that day till September fourth, basically, we're just at every wrestling show almost, or we're watching it. You know. But anyways, what I'm referring to, Darby Allen, they're asking him about his about Rampage in Chicago, and he says, you know. Everybody knows that AEW is the place to be, basically, and I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the best in the world or something like that. I was like, even if you oh say you're the my best, God, it too. was so, dude. We've driven, we drove to Cleveland, Adam, to watch <laughs> CM Punk quote fight Mickey Gall. Like, I, I want to be there, if but I, I'm hoping he doesn't actually show up. He just shows up on video. I'm really hoping. CM Punk's the guy that got me back. He got you back. Yeah, he got me back. There's a special little place, and I I, I think, honestly, if I ever see that guy, I'm not going to hound him for an autograph. I am going to simply say thank you because you reignited my love for this sport. Like, thank you for all that because people can talk all the shit about that man that they want. Um, I, I can't say anything... But thank you because, like, dude, it's it was just another. That was a whole nother animal, man. That yeah, 2011 summer 
it was just awesome. That was awesome. And in doing that, it kind of rekindled you and I as well. I still don't believe it until I see it, though. I don't either. Like, my brother-in-law was hitting me up. He's like, oh, what are you, is this true? And I'm like, dude, just, I'm just, you know what I like is surprises. So I, I just, I'm just, when I see it, I'll see it if it happens. We don't know. <sighs> I hope God it happens. Damn. Me too. Do you watch NXT? Uh, yes. I liked NXT. I still continue to like NXT. It's not on the level of AEW because I just like what you just said. I like surprises. You didn't see Nick Gage coming out. You didn't see Max bring Hooventude back. You're Travel Guerrera. NXT is is more <laughs> canned, but it's still better than the main roster product. Hey man, Samoa Joe. Yes. Oh, dude, I love that. Um, Ridge Holland returned to screw over uh, Champa and Thatcher. That guy we haven't seen in a while. Remember they like tried to insert him in that feud with Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. Like he like brought Cole's like limp body out and like Dumped chucked him. it over the barricade. And then I think he got hurt like on the next house show. He's been gone for five months. That's or something. right. The, the guy can't stay healthy. Yeah. Um. But I don't. He he's in. I guess he's in cahoots with uh, Pete Dunn and. Um, and that whole crew. Samoa Joe, yes. Three-part plan to get revenge on Karrion Cross. He brings Regal out, and he's like, I have a three-part plan. He's like, this piece of paper, I need you to sign. This is to grant me my release yep. from the um, whatever role, overseer's role or whatever that is. Yes. And he's like, and then this piece of paper <laughs> is to make me an active competitor on the NXT brand. And like Regal begrudgingly signs them both. And he's like, I told you it was a three-part process. Yes. And he busts out the other one, which is a contract to wrestle Karrion Cross at TakeOver. 36 they just named this one which i kind of like it kind of harkens back to the ufc stuff where it's like oh ufc you know 181 or something but right 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 the incredible hulk 181 don't get me started on that oh i saw that day. <laughs> they just came out like uh, 20 what, yeah 50 years ago or whatever it was. <laughs> sure it did <laughs> um canadian's most famous superhero chink chink god damn it um yeah what, that was such a weird small table, by the way. Yes, it was. <laughs> and then we got the, uh, you know, more of that Butler stuff where Cameron Grimes is washing LA Knight's balls. Accidentally swinging clubs and hitting them in the balls. <laughs> a, lot a lot of ball balls. Talk. A lot of balls. Uh, Dakota Kai turned on Raquel Gonzalez. I saw that coming. Who didn't see that coming? Yeah. After we saw what she did to yes. Tegan Knox at War Games. Yeah. And then Adam Cole defeated Bronson Reed, and and I really liked that match. I did like that, that match was a too. Fun that match. was fun. Bronson Reed is growing on me. Did you hear that news that Adam Cole's uh, kind of contract running. was already expired, but he gave word that he would work through SummerSlam weekend. Okay, and then he'll fly, reevaluate. Flying without a parachute right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like it. I did hear it. I didn't know when the timeline was, but yeah, interesting. I kind of hope he stays put. I, I don't know. The last thing I need is for all these guys to go to AEW. Really, I really I prefer the guys that show up from New Japan or from you know. Yeah, I prefer that. Other than every guy that gets axed from WWE show up and at AEW, I just at a certain point. I mean, I guess you have this new Rampage show. You're gonna have to fill that. True, but I don't think you don't need to have half your roster. Be guys that the WWE said, even if they even if they shouldn't have said it, they said, you know what, we don't want you. Yeah, we're good right now. And then you go and you're the. It, it shouldn't be. It, it, that's like TNA. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Back in the yeah. Yes. Um. So I did watch some SmackDown. 
I like that. I like that. God, Baron Corvin. I just he's <laughs> he came out during when Cena, Cena, Cena opened Cena the show. Corvin was so funny, dude. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's oh Baron Corbin, bro. You do not look good. You look horrible. <laughs> you look horrible. <laughs> I, was, I was laughing. Oh, hard, dude, but. that shit is so funny to me right now. Um, but yeah, Cena opened that show. He's talking shit about how Roman. Uh, is just a scared little boy. He won't get in the ring with John Cena because he knows what will happen. All that stuff. Uh, Sasha Banks returned to tag with Bianca. <laughs> yeah, right, man. <laughs> Everybody's seen that in my way, too. <laughs> well, that's what she does. Whatever moves is called the backstabber, Adam. What right. are people going to learn? Yes. God. <laughs> but I love that because when Bailey went down, you need a new mega heel. Right. And Carmella is somewhat that, but not. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, Sasha... Yeah. I've been a Sasha Banks fan since the jump, and I, I don't. I know, like her better as a heel. Hundred and ten percent. The contract signing between Balor and Roman interrupted first by uh, an out of out of luck Baron Corbin once again. <laughs> I did like Roman during this segment where he's like uh, Finn. He, when he's like just kind of, he doesn't like, think you're good enough. Yeah, yes. he was. I was like, how about the good? fact that Roman moved his chair to the head of the table? Oh, just, instead of sitting I, across, yes, he moves right. his chair to the he head of the table. To, yes, and Heyman's right to the right. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, Corbin comes down, and there's a little bit of a ruckus, and then John Cena just slaps his name on the contract. How about a signature, bro? There's a YouTube video. <laughs> That I just saw today. Yeah. John Cena, um, first of all, awesome dude. Yes, he is. And he, you know, he makes more make a wishes than anybody. He goes to, at almost every live show, you can go to the merchandise stand, and I don't know what it costs, but I'm sure it's fairly reasonable. You can purchase a John Cena autographed promo. Really? Yes. That's cool. He makes sure. He signs between, I think he said between like eight hundred and fifteen hundred of these promos every show. And then some of the bigger ones, wow. he signs this. I, dude, watch this video. I'll post it to the dork side of the ring page. Okay. The man signs 3,000 autographs in like 57 minutes or something like Or no, Holy it's like an hour and 16. And he has these guys. They set a stack of them in front of him. And he just has a marker. And he just keeps going, doing his signature over and over. And after every one, they just pull. They just pull. Wow. They just pull. And it's, it's like a phenomenal belt. to see. And he's like, you know what? I know I don't have the greatest signature. Um, and people maybe not even, don't even want it. But I want to make sure if my fan's at the arena and they want to buy it, it's available. Or something like that. It's like, Can't argue with that. But yeah, his signature is. But think of how many that guy has to sign. 3,000 is insane. Yeah. And, I mean, you have some of these older school guys like Jerry Lawler, fucking great signature, uh, Ricky Steamboat, Sergeant Slaughter. A lot of those guys seem to take it a little more seriously than the Dan guys housing. do now. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible autograph housing. <laughs> he was in Milwaukee this week, and I would have liked to have seen him. Seen some cool pictures, man. Zello Pro or whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, that would have been fun. There's just too much. You know, we got a lot. I was trying to explain to somebody that all out weekend, we have five wrestling shows in about two and a half days. Yeah. Because we're not even getting to Chicago until, you know, 7 p.m. on Friday. Yeah. We got two that night. Uh, one the next day. Two the following day. Live podcast. In the Cheeseburger morning. Festival. There's so much stuff going on, That's dude. awesome. And then you're telling me before that we have 
Okay. So before that, we have a we have a dynamite Milwaukee, and we have an IC. No, no, no. The week before. Okay, and then we also on the 29th, we have the ICW Insane Eight. Yeah. So it goes. <laughs> Don was like, "I'm looking." Uh, he was. Oh, he's like. You know what else I watched was uh, uh, some JWA tonight. Yeah, so I was giving Don the scoop on that how it, uh, that it's going to be at the Cash, but they did the National Night Out tonight. And then I just sent Don a thing like, "Here's what I got going." That ring announcer, by the way, was the sexiest guy I've ever seen. He looked pretty good in plaid. <laughs> we got to talk about that when you're done with this. Yeah. So basically, I was just like, um, "National Night Out." ACW. Uh, oh, that's this Friday. Yeah. Damn. Uh, then there's the Kosh JWA. I'm unable to attend because I'm going to be out of town. But Summer, or sorry, uh, AW 25th, ICW 29th, Rampage, GCW. <laughs> we watch wrestling live podcast. GCW. 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 All out. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good God. Oh, it's cool to be us, dude. Isn't it cool to be us? It's pretty cool. But yeah, us. right before we recorded this show, we were uh, at a live, our, wrestling, our live wrestling event, um, Janesville Wrestling Alliance, JWA-Today.com. If you want to check them out on their socials, on their YouTube and stuff, I think they live streamed the whole show. Uh, yours truly did the ring announcing, had a blast. Second time I've done that for them. This was a pretty good crowd. It was a very good crowd. I was excited to do that. There was four matches. Rained like a motherfucker for about 10 minutes before the show. So yeah. just enough to make the ring soaked. And you had, uh, I mean, we're covering up all our electrical equipment. Um, not much you can do about the ring, dude. Like no. you said, deal with it. And some of the guys were slipping. Nobody got hurt, thank God. Yes. Um, but no, you should check that out. It was it was a blast. Dude. Screwball might be my new favorite wrestler of the week. You think so? I liked him a lot. Uh, He's from the... Um, Hold on. What does my card say? He was walking around. Oh, the hailing the, from the end of the bench. Yes. Weighing 322 foul, foul balls. <laughs> I love it. And his name is spelled S-K-R-U-B-A-W-L. So I think you have left for a minute, but... Uh, it was fun. This uh, A fan came... Or not a fan. Uh, a lady came up to the left of me and goes, are they going to wrestle? And I go, yep. And she goes, I should have brought my son. He, he watches this shit. And then... <laughs> Two seconds later, she goes, who's that? I'm like, that's Screwball. He weighs 320 foul balls. And she's like, he can't even catch a ball. And he just, he was walking around and kids are throwing the ball at him and he's missing every yes. time and he's, he's is kicking it. Next thing you know, he's taking the SIG out of her mouth. Oh, and he's like, completely. oh, it was, and she is all in at this point. Where's my cigarette? We put it over here. And like, he almost put it in my water. Oh, and she was just glued after that. He's going to fall on his ass. <laughs> I was like, ah, yes. You know how we go, who's your favorite yes, fan? It's always, for me, it's usually an older lady. This is the best. all over it. She was great. Yelling, yelling at Screwball. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Deathmatch Jake recommendation from last week. Did you get to that? I, I started it. It's 58 minutes long. I'm at mm, 32. That's thirty-two more minutes than I saw. Okay, it, it's really good. It's he and he warned us. He's like, "Get your popcorn. It's a long banger, you know." And it's it. Hey, it is exactly what it, it's fun. I just I ran out of time, man. <laughs> I know. I am. Uh, I think Jake's superpower is the ability to watch more wrestling than anybody I know because I, dude, he has 
three children, a wife, a job. Like, I, I don't understand how he does it, but he'll, and then he'll be like, do you watch Raw? Raw sucked. And I'm like, okay. I don't understand how you have time to watch all this stuff, dude. Like, props to you. Um, but I, this one, I just, I saw that 58 minutes and I was just like, dude, I can't, I can't even fuck with it right now and have not been able to fuck with it since I said that. So maybe we'll talk about, we'll try to watch that. I'm not making a promise. I love that on YouTube. Like it'll always keep what you watch. Yes. If you like, if you know what yes. I'm saying, so you so go back to it. I can finish her and it'll leave off where I'm at. Cause I know what's going on well, for sure. It is you pretty finish it. match. It's, it's, it's a slow build, but it's slow like burn. A, Slow burn, but it's 95, 95, uh, all Japan. So it is what it is. God damn. Well, let's get his, let's at least get the man's, uh, recommendation in this week. Um, cause he's gracious enough to give us one. Hey guys, this is Puro Dad. Puro Dad. Thanks for tuning in to Dork Side of the Ring podcast with Matt Marbury and Adam Tellison. And this is your match recommendation for the day. Hello, everyone, and we're back again with another match recommendation. And this week, we're going back to PWG. They just had their return show with Mystery Vortex, and Super Dragon returned. So I figured, heck, let's go back to Battle of Los Angeles 2006 Night 2 with Super Dragon versus Necro Butcher, which you can find on the High Spots Wrestling Network if you search for it. So I can't wait to see what Matt and Adam have to say about this insane match, and check me out on Instagram at Dad. Do you follow SoCal Uncensored on uh, Twitter? And I'm not talking um, the defunct tag team. I see you. <laughs> no. So they like do like, because that's where they, I think I have some of their DVDs. That's, that's where they got their name from. Yeah. The SCU guys did because that used to be like like a dirt sheet or like whatever. PWG's been going on since 2006. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Um. So like I was kind of like checking in and like watching their Twitter on that on Sunday night. Oh, Malachi Black showed up. I saw, dude. Yeah, Brody King. Um, I like that Brody King. I do too. And I know. I guess him and him, and old Malachi, are old buddies. Oh, that's a brutal tag team. Fuck, I would not fuck with them. I wouldn't fucking. I wouldn't even want them. I wouldn't invite him to a barbecue. Right. He's scared that right. they're just going to kill everybody there. It's like, basically, did you hear it happened? Like, the, no. at the end? No. Okay. So, do I you just saw hear? one. Yeah, go ahead. So, Lord knows I don't have time to watch everything. Is Bandito. Yep. He's uh, their champ. He's their champ. He defeats. Also, the Ring of Honor champ, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He, he beat Roosh or whatever. Yeah. Um, basically, he, he wins. But then, like, um, Black Taurus and Demonic Flamita come out and, like, beat the shit out of them. And then the lights go out. Super Dragon shows up. And then he beats the shit out of Bandito. And then the lights go out again. And then Malachi Black showed up to, like, hook up with. I think Brody King must have been in there somewhere, too. I don't know. Well, goddamn. Yeah, dude. It sounded like a good one. Uh, Evil Uno versus Orange Cassidy. So then you open up PWG doors, which they've always been a staple anyway. Well, I don't know about Orange, but Evo Ono's always been in PWG. It's a Smash, Super Smash Brothers. Or yeah. Whatever. Orange, um, one of the last, uh, one of the last Deathmatch Jake recommendations that involved PWG, Orange Cassidy was making his debut on. So he's like, okay. He's there, but it, he's not like yeah, a not, staple. No, no, sorry, that's what I meant. But but Evil Uno ha- always has been. He yes. has some kick ass uh, tag matches with um, 
you know, player uno and player dos. There we go. Also, side note, I won't, I won't go into it now, but, uh, I watched Nick Gage versus, uh, Swoggle. Really? Black Label Pro. (laughs) Black Label Pro is also in conjunction with that three cup stuff show on Friday night. There you go. Check that out sometime. How long ago was that? Uh, like two years ago. Interesting. Or maybe longer, but not, nah, it couldn't have been that much longer. It was really fun. Like it was one of those ones because you you know you clicked on this and I looked over and I was like oh shit I'll watch YouTube? that YouTube on the YouTube yeah <laughs> the rabbit hole of YouTube I love it <laughs> check it out it was fun there's just so much stuff to watch and there's something for everybody because I mean I think children are definitely geared more towards like the WWE product like yes. it looks so pro it looks so cool like my daughter will s- stop what she's doing and watch you know. A Sasha Banks match. Oh yeah, she loves that stuff. Um, and then there, and then there, you can go completely the other spectrum where you get these, you know, what Jim Cornette dubs outlaw mud shows and stuff like right. that, and and everything in between. And there is really something for everybody. It's you like a blockbuster, oh, you know. Dude, it's so f- we are in such a good time right now, and I know oh, this yeah. episode's running long, so we'll just cut it off now. But guys, watch some wrestling. Uh, go to a show, support these guys, especially independent shows. Yeah, man. I can't. We're going to ACW this Friday for the ACW All-Star Rumble. Star Rumble, so fun. They they legit run thirty guys out of their Royal Rumble style, and it was so fucking cool last year. Kurt Hawkins came out yes. last year. Couple surprises. I'm I'm freaking pumped, man. I'm pumped for. I really hope the CM Punk thing turns out. Um, either way, I think All Out is... Sh- I think we're going to get Tanahashi versus Moxley at All Out. I think so, too. We've seen Tanahashi live. At ROH, right? Yeah, their Global Wars show yes. in like 2017 or something like that, 2016. Um, but I don't know, man. It's going to be awesome. Yes, I, can't, I just can't wait. Oh, boy. We're going to have so much shit to talk about. It's not even funny. All right, until next week, everybody stay safe and watch some goddamn wrestling, would you? Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes. 